Good afternoon, everyone. You join us for a very hastily arranged podcast uh, in, as a result of the uh, recent sacking or of Michael Jolly. Michael was sacked about an hour ago. Uh, the club statement said Grimsby Town Football Club can confirm that following a recent run of poor f- results, it is parties company with Michael Jolly by mutual consent. Anthony Limbrick and Dave Moore will be placed in charge as interim managers and assistant, respectively. Started, uh, starting with our important FA Cup replay game at Newport County on Wednesday. The club would like to put on record Michael, uh, thank from Michael for his hard work and efforts since joining the club uh, at a difficult period in March 2018 and would like to wish him all the best. Uh, no further comment will be made at this time. Right, I will open it up. Tom, thoughts? Well, having just heard the statement back again... Um and the comments we had before we came on air, which was there's something going on behind the scenes. That doesn't massively say that there's been any sort of like poor conduct on anyone's part, but it does seem like a really bizarre decision. Uh, I'm mainly gutted because I think he was really working hard to bring through the youth team players um, and get them into the first team. And I feel like if we get another manager in, our track record of getting people in who are actually interested in doing that uh, since Buckley has been really poor. Or getting people in who are interested in doing that and actually keeping hold of them has been really poor. I mean, the only person we've had who's lasted more than a season, a full season and a half, other than Paula, since Buckley, to my memory, is uh, Slade. Maybe Lenny Lawrence. But who yeah. else have we have that's lasted uh, more than more than two seasons I or think, more than eighteen months? Than, think, other than Slade, I don't had anyone. I think and Slade only lasted two years. Didn't Woods last uh, a year after we got relegated? Uh, he didn't last the full season, did he? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, yeah, because that's when Hurst and uh, Scott came in, wasn't it? I don't know. Uh, Jack, what's your thoughts? It's been nonsense. Something's going on in the background. I think to sack Jolly when we haven't really played a proper game in about a month, six days after the last game, uh, would suggest... Yeah, I think leaving six days is a strange thing for me. Like, if you're going to sack them based on results, you do it the day after a bad result or the Monday after. I think something's gone on, clearly. Um, the other the other thing that suggests it's not just about results uh, is the fact that Limbrick's still there. Usually, if it's a results-based decision, both of them go. Um, yeah, I think there's something not being told at the minute. Fair enough. Um, I'm genuinely shocked. Uh, I don't understand. That. I, I'm, I'm exactly in both of your accounts and both the thoughts. It's kind of hard to, to put them into words at the moment because it's been quite quick, but quite a weird time we haven't played a game for i was just trying to find it but it's probably about a month now that's in the league anyway um and we're not going to play one again until next saturday if i remember rightly newport's game on saturday has been postponed already um so it's a slightly odd time to do it um recent poor performances have uh probably lightened the idea that it's uh, a big issue uh it was um it has been relatively poor in terms of performances for the last couple of weeks, uh, last couple of months even. Uh, but we had a relatively good start and a bright start to the season. And we've had a couple of injuries which could have dictated those poor performances. Max Wright, 
uh, Omen's been injured, uh, and I'm sure there's a couple of other niggles that um, I'm not aware of off the top of my head. Um, it's been a it's been a shock, and you you've got to imagine. Surely they've got someone in place or, or someone in mind to take over if they're if they're doing it now. I mean, what have they been doing for the last month or, or, or six days to to, to warrant uh, it now? Or maybe, maybe uh, it's a case of the, the new potential uh, buyers who are actually in the process of finalising things, and one of the things that they have insisted on when they take over is that they're allowed to put their own man in place and so Jolly has to go before they take over um, and Limbrick has just been left in charge until that happens. Maybe that's it. Have you, uh, have, have you I, I don't know, I've ever heard of that before. Have they, I, I know there are certain conditions, but I've never heard, like, they, wouldn't they usually do that rather than make the, the I guess, the, 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 those they're replacing do it? I guess they get, I mean, it's a win for them because they don't have to deal with the backlash, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a thought, isn't it? I've just, I've never heard of it happening before. Do you know anywhere that that's happened, Tom? No, no, I just, it just kept popped into my head there. Yeah, yeah, of course. That maybe the, the, the club take, there is a club taker go, going through and the new takeover have insisted that they have a, a completely clean slate when they take over and, that includes the the manager. Oh, I saw something on Twitter earlier that suggested the takeover was off. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, just 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 either, but... yeah, no, I mean, the other thing to consider is that Jolly has something else somewhat lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hasn't really been mentioned, and you know, it might be. You know, they've made quite a point that there's a mutual decision. Um. You know, that that hasn't been a factor. You know, he might have been upset. Similar to Hurst, that he didn't get what he want, wanted in terms of facilities, resource, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, the idea that it might be, and I doubt it is, you know, the way it's phrased, but a jolly instigated thing. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it could be a case that his contract, I guess, was up for renewal and this is when they were f- sat down for it. But I, That's I mean, true. That would be quite lackadaisical because he was on a... I don't, there's nothing else has been said that he's been on anything but a six-month rolling contract, has he? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so, that and the previous season's probably coming up to pre-season now. Yeah. Uh, you know, he might he might, might have an, an offer from there that he can't refuse and they've just asked him to cancel his contract or whatever. Because recent rumours have also suggested that Sebastian Ring is going back to Sweden, haven't they? Um, I'm, I'm sure there might be, there's probably no sort of link to it, but... Um, that sort of dismantling of, of, of who he's brought over, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, this is the problem, is it? It's so quick that, that there's quite a few theories that are out there. Some of the thoughts. Um, Ricky Smith says, glad he's gone with a thumbs up. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I guess the performances have been poor, but we ha- surely, I mean, we've had enough performances at this season to justify hope and slight optimism haven't we or is that or am i too um holding on to the the, the far-flung paths of september and uh august i think the exciting thing is that we have seen when we play football on the floor like extra away we have the players to play very very nice football yeah but it seems dolly is insistent on playing a different style which i think is where the frustration from the fans has come from um so yeah, I mean, it might it might be quite an exciting thing having someone new come in that actually plays the way we've seen they can. Um, 
Yeah. I think the main issue is that um, since the beginning of the season, uh, we've been shaped, we've looked dodgy at the back and we continue to look dodgy at the back and that's been our main issue. Going forward, I think we've been pretty good. I don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that we've become a long ball team. Um, I just think that people notice it more because we've got a player who wins headers now. Um, if you, I've mentioned this on a previous poll earlier in the season. When we had Monkhouse on the left wing, we pumped loads of balls into him and he won them. The difference was that year we got promoted, so people don't look back on it as pumping the ball forward to Monkhouse to win him to, to get crosses in from that left-hand side and so on and so forth. They just look back and think, oh, Monkhouse did well for us and we got promoted that season. Um, yeah, as long as you get the sort of results that people aren't particularly bothered about the actual performances. I'm not, well, I, I, what I'm saying is that I don't think I thought we played good football in our conference promotion season, even though we did pump balls into Monkhouse. And I think we've played good football this season, even though we've pumped balls into Hanson. Yeah. I think the difference is is when you're you're not getting as many positive results, people focus that on, on as being long ball. And we, as Grimsby fans, certainly you know, we we associate long ball with negative football. Um, and so it comes with all those negative connotations. If we were sat top of the league, people would be going, oh, well, yeah, we do knock it forward to Hanson sometimes, but he brings it down and brings other people into play, and there are different ways you can swing it, and at the moment it's getting swung the other way because we're in 18th. It's, 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 it's a, we've got quite a few... We've got quite a few um, conflicting statistics as well in terms of performances. Only Man City, Liverpool and crew have taken more touches in the opposition's box than Crimsby have. But only Macclesfield have had fewer shots on goal than we have in League Two, um, so the, the 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 ball's getting there. It's just how we're dealing with it when it is finally in the box. Um, I can't believe that it is getting there. I feel that we we don't even. I don't know that that stat really surprises me. Yeah, it's from um, it's from player stats. If you want to have a look it up, it's a, a, bu- yeah, a bookmark. I've seen it. It's 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 I've really odd. It. Can't believe it. Yeah, um, and um, so I don't know. I mean, that will obviously include maybe knockdowns and headers and such in the box, I guess. But um, I mean, the, it suggests the ball's getting there, and, and we're having it there. And um, I don't know. I I was disappointed with the Ma- Ma- Mansfield game. I was disappointed with how we played against Newport after we scored. Uh, uh, but I, I don't know. I thought in general, in the long term and the, the, the scheme of things, I thought we were going in the right direction. A lot of youth brought in. I know people, we were having this discussion uh, on social media where we talked about the players that have been brought into the fort. I know obviously Pollock was signed by Slade, but um, Bennett was signed under Newell. Uh, so that's not necessarily an indictment of the manager. It's the game time they actually get. Pollock, Wright, Clifton... Uh, Akeem Rose are all getting game time in this in this team that they that they never got under under Slade or even Hurst uh, in terms of apparent uh, youth teams and such. So I don't know. I, I I'm surprised and I didn't I wouldn't wanted him to see him go. I didn't think there would be a discussion unless we were very much on the cusp of relegation. Um, so it would suggest something else is 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 afoot. I guess. Um, other thoughts, uh, uh, Jason, I've said personally, uh, what a club re- uh, represents has changed. Oh, hang on. Uh, yeah. Uh, not often. Oh, so, so Simon Wilson initially said, not often I talk about uh, town, but early today I was thinking, who owns a club and its policies? 
And now the brisk statement, I'm doubling down on that. What does Grimsby Town resent, represent? What is it there for? What's its mission and its principle? Um, personally, with a, what a club represents has changed. It used to be about community. Now it's uh, literally a business dominated by financial decisions and organisational decisions. TV, finance, etc. firmly believe that not for the better, only the rich will last. And uh, that's a damn shame. So that's a conversation between Simon and Jason Ives. Uh, good points all around, I would say. I don't know if you guys have got any thoughts on that. Will I have a look for some more? Go on, Jack. Uh, sorry, I wasn't listening. I was distracted by some boobies on Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah, I, well, I, I think it has become a business um, overall in football, but that doesn't mean to say you can't run a business without having a mission statement, so to speak, or a, a manifesto or raison d'etre. Um, I think uh, we have lost our way a bit in terms of what we want to achieve. I think everybody would agree in the sort of 90s, for example, when we were very successful, relatively speaking, uh, we definitely had a, a, a process where we sort of signed rough diamonds and made them work in our team or we uh, promoted players from within and gave them a chance having done well in the youth team and we had that identity so to speak, but that, that philosophy didn't really exist and it was more just what you did do it with a club of our resources whereas now you, you know, this, I think Barcelona started it off really with this Mexican club uh, mantra um, and so everybody kind of has to have that and also you kind of have to have some sort of idea of what you're doing and how you're going to achieve it because of the money that's involved above us and and, and even at our level and below, you look at the, some of the budgets of teams in the conference and stuff and, and that's how you work out how you can compete and on, on what planes you can be competitive on. So at the minute, I would argue that one of the areas where we are competitive is producing players from our youth team because we currently have four or five who are in the match day squad on a regular basis. So you would have to say that's one of our competitive areas. One of the areas where we're not competitive is uh, signing players for money because we haven't got any. So we've got to sort of try and find a line where we want to uh, put our policy and, and stick to that and also put somebody in charge who believes in that policy and give them a chance to achieve it, not just give them 18 months here, 18 months there. The manager who's just left had a few months at the end of one terrible season and then basically had a new squad and a full season on that where up to February we were in with a playoff shout, a long shot one, albeit, and then he's been given this season and he's not even made it through till the end of November. So that, to me, says what has been said in those tweets. We don't have uh, any kind of clear policy on where we're going and what we want to achieve. And until we get that, we're probably going to be stuck in this vicious circle. Henry. I thought Jolly oh, gave us that. Hello, um, hello, Alex. Sorry I'm late. I'm working. <laughs> we all work. Some of us more so, than others. Uh, I, I I I joined that joined that halfway through, so I I just chuck in sort of one or two things that I'm I'm thinking. I, it's it's just one of those things where sort of as Tom said, Michael came in at a really bad time for the club, and all with Slade squad did a great job in actually keeping us up. And the appointment at the time was a bit bit out of left field. Yeah. It was a bit of a a young manager, long-term appointment, and 
we've not given him that long-term chance to build. And I, I don't think anyone can look at the squad and say he's not improved it in the time he's been here. And as Tom just alluded to when I just joined, you know, he's bringing in youth players. You know, Matty Pollock looks really good. I think Max Wright's going to be an important player for us. And, you know, we're just pissing it down the drain. And this club has not had a good history in the last 15 years of appointing replacements. And there is no guarantee that what we're going to bring in is going to carry that on. It's just ripping it up and starting again. And as Tom said, it's not a club that's investing at the minute. You know, we made a hundred grand profit, but it wasn't through buying and selling players. It was all through free agency and a cup run. And so a manager coming in, you can't say is going to have a load of money in January to invest in the squad. So we've got what we've got. And it just seems a really bizarre, bizarre decision to me. You know, I mean, a month ago at Cambridge, yeah, it was a, it was a crap performance and a crap game, but we needed a point and we got a point. Yeah. And you know, we're up and down because we're we're a young, inconsistent team, and I just I just think that the the timing of it just strikes as really weird to me. Um, you know, no league game. You know, I mean, we haven't lost in two games technically. If you if you want to look at it that way, yeah, the performances haven't been great. Um, but it just it just seems a really really strange decision to me. And unless it's something that we don't know about behind the scenes, to me it's just a, another bad decision by a very badly run football club. And once again, you know, I mean. It always seems that when we have a bad spell, every every bad decision just seems to amplify the problems that we've got, you know? I mean, we've, we've had a bit of a bad run, and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the club's wading into politics, and then all of a sudden, the day after, becoming manager. It wasn't long ago that we were talking about him going to bloody Lincoln and, yeah. and moving up the pyramid. And, you know, I don't, I don't think three or four games of, of bad performances particularly helps and I think when you when you are a bit trigger happy I think that almost makes your problems worse because the the squad had two two or three bad results and bad performances and clearly they got nervous they lost confidence I think the manager must have got nervous lost his confidence and we just went into our shell which led to the Cambridge performance and I think the Newport performance with five at the back you know Hewitt in midfield and as as a club and as a culture if you're if you're trigger happy and you're making people nervous sort of very quickly after a short bad run of results then that kind of almost amplifies the problem because Jolly clearly wasn't confident enough to carry on experimenting or carrying on being forward because he knew that he was desperate for a result yeah. and that almost made the problem worse so i and that's really all i've got to say you know i mean this is the first year in in 20 odd years that I don't have a season ticket because I'm living in a way and oh, it's just apathy and just one bad decision after another just just makes it makes it harder and harder to, to, to think you know what we're doing and we've had we've had 20 sort of 10 15 years of decline and lots and lots of changes but there's one one person at the top or one set of management that hasn't changed and that clearly needs to change and I'll leave it at that uh, so I guess the 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 eyes now move to replacements. Um, so uh, managers we know. I was trying to find a who's the who's the guy who does 
blogs on League Two football that looks like he's seven. Uh, he's on Twitter. No, there's that the top twenty pod. Uh, I'll, have a, League Two quite well. I'll have a look. I can't think of I had a very quick look at Sky Bet. I mean, three of the names that were sort of near the top was Limbrick. Um, That's just And lazy. then there's Robbie Stockdale, who always seems to turn up in the Grimsby Town manager thing. And then Robbie uh, Stockdale was 10 1. Robbie Stockdale and Paul Higginbotham have just been sacked from Hibs. Would take Paul Higginbotham if we could afford him, but I doubt we can. And he probably Paul wouldn't Wilkinson is him. ten to one. <laughs> I would. Oh my God! I would. <laughs> there's a there's a couple of others. There's a couple of others as well. This Daryl Clark has recently been sacked at Walsall. Print that, you bastard. Print that, you bastard. Yeah. Um, uh, Paul Tisdale, obviously, probably out of our price range. Recently been sacked at Milton Keynes, was it? At Franchise FC. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Alex, yeah. I've got to go. Can I just hang up? Yeah. Yeah, of course, mate. See you later, guys. See you later, mate. Uh, so, who else was it? Russell Slade is still out. No, still out of a job. Russ, Craig Disley, ten to one. Craig Disley. Paul Heckingbottom, Paul... Neil Redfern, Paul Grove, sixteen to one. Stuart Paul Grove's had that back in a heartbeat. I mean, in you, midfield, you look, you look at that. You look at that list, and you just. It just stinks of a panic decision, really. I mean, there's yes. no, there's no clear and obvious candidate for replacement. And this is all. This is always the chat that we had when Hurst was here in the conference. You know, who do you replace them with? And you know, we went left field sort of last time with, with Jolly from Sweden. I mean, do we do that again, or are the board going to panic and and sort of revert to type? You know, because we went we went Hurst, and the last time we had a promotion, we stuck with him, rightly or wrongly. For, for many years and it eventually paid off you know he left we went experimental with Big Knot and then we went back in our shell with, with Slade and then we've gone experimental again with Jolly that's that's now for whatever finished so are we just going to go back into our shell again and you know I mean we're 18th it's early in the season and at this point if they don't get it right you're, there's only one way we're looking and it's through the trap door again it just it doesn't really feel that I think this year is probably safe. You've obviously only got one relegation point spot. Macclesfield look like they're probably for it. Um if you want to look at it cold, hard and logically, but no one wants to finish twenty second because it doesn't help you next season, does it? Because you're yeah. then looking like a club that we are and this is one thing that I always used to remember. You remember in the late nineties, Carlisle always seemed to be last game of the season saving themselves from football from going non league. Um we seem to be that club. We seem to be the club that has to be last gas desperation. And that doesn't attract anyone of any sort of ilk or any sort of respectability because you're then at the bottom of the barrel picking up the weakest and the, the drunkest. Obviously, Paul Linwood is um, now foraying into managerial uh, abilities. Maybe he wants to come down and, you know, give Laceby Arms a shot in the um, shot in the arm for uh, financial gains. Um, but, I mean, you, you look at the club and as a potential up-and-coming manager or anyone with sort of a, a decent pedigree. And you, you look at, at the club, you know, I mean, they've gone through three or four managers in, in three and a bit seasons since they've been back in the league. There's a distinct lack of investment in the club. You know, they don't sign big players. They don't invest in facilities or they do, but only to the minimum amount required by the Football League. We're, we're in a, an old dilapidated stadium that's going nowhere. And you know, and they don't they don't give their managers time, you know. And 
how I don't see how that appeals to, to hardly anyone. You know, we've either got to take a chance on a young manager who's coming into English football like Jolly, who will need sort of three or four years to sort of get a grip on it, or you get your old war horses like like Slater just after a paycheck. And so to me, to me, it just it's just such a stupid decision because we had a young up and coming manager. He didn't prove the squad. Yeah, we weren't perfect. We were in we were in a bad run of form. But you know, having the young up and coming manager learn the trade to me is more desirable than having a sort of old veteran who's just going to be there for eighteen months and finish sixteenth. And not to mention the relationships he's built up. Obviously, he's built up a relationship uh, of some significance with Sunderland because they keep sending players to us. Um, people from a it just looks better doesn't it it looks good and it looks like we've got a a long-term plan and anything so unless something dramatic has happened behind the scenes I know people are saying that he's lost the dressing room I've had no indication of that no one has said anything to me like that at all that that is absolute hearsay really I mean the performances have been crap but you can't say the club the, the players aren't playing for him you know they're putting effort in no one, no one's throwing their, t- no one's throwing their shirt down in disgust. No one's storming down the tunnel every time he takes somebody off. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that doesn't, doesn't make sense. We are eight points off the playoffs with two games in hand on the vast majority of the league. It, yeah. it doesn't make any sort of sense, really. And, and it's not like, and it's not like we've done this on the Monday after the FA Cup game. No. You know, it's 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 almost a week later. You know, I mean, it, the timing of it is just strange to me you know unless there's unless there's a real decision amongst the board and it took them a long time to come to unless as you say it's something that's gone on behind the scenes that we don't know about Jack, well, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they have someone lined up already you would surely imagine. they've got to haven't they you'd imagine so I mean you would hope so I mean how stupid do you look the list of at the list of candidates you've got to say throw money at Paul Tisdale surely and and this is the thing: managers aren't on astronomical wages. Like, what would you think is who would be on more, Matt Hansen or Paul Tisdale? When you when you come down to it on a, a week by week basis, I would probably put money still on Hansen having a, a bigger wage packet than than Tisdale would. Like, you've got to we and and also interestingly enough, this is the the accounts are due in the next week. Uh, we, yeah. the, the accounts will come out. They will have um, Dembele's money in it. They'll have the Palace money in it. Um, well, we know we know we made an operating profit of about 120000 last for those accounts that are coming out in detail, aren't, don't we? Because yeah. they, they posted the statement about it. Yeah, so it'll be good to sort of drill down and exactly see where that money's gone and what it's gone on as well, whether it be infrastructure wages or something. This team does feel like it's got a little bit more money behind it. A tiny, tiny bit, but yeah, I think I think I, as you say, I think Hanson's going to be on a decent wage, yeah. you know, and and I think and and that's what the frustrating thing is for me because I think he has improved the team and yeah, the performances have been crap in recent weeks, but I mean, sort of, if he has been told, you know, it's two two next two games decide it, then I'm probably not surprised that he's gone completely in a shell with that. Good. Uh, okay, final thoughts because we've all got a wrap up. We've all got lives to lead. Um, so, Jack, thoughts? Who would you like going forward? Uh, and any sort of closing remarks that you may have? Holloway, because I think it'd be funny. It's a bit like Boris Johnson being a prime minister. You've not really got many good options, so you take the one who's most amusing. 
fine. Um, yeah, that's my theory. When <laughs> one day when I own Grimsby's House Football Club, that will be the basis of, uh, of my managerial selection. Whatever makes more, what is ever more humorous is probably something that I would quite <laughs> happily enjoy. So I would exactly. maybe double book in the McMenemy suite with both the Brexit and the Green Party at the same time. Would be <laughs> yes. quite. <laughs> That would be amusing. Uh, uh, what about you, Henry? Thoughts? Um, just sort of an ever-growing apathy towards the football club, really. Feels um, very 2010 again. Uh, not quite 2010, but maybe a couple of years leading up to 2010. I don't think we're far away from. But if it's if it's anyone other than Tisdale, I'll probably be underwhelmed by the by the replacement. And yeah, just just apathy, really. Cool. I think I think that uh, Tisdale would be the the most likely candidate that would be appreciated, but I could imagine it being someone like I don't know. This is the worrying thing with with the decisions that the board make. They could go anywhere. I would I would not be the remotely surprised if Slade came in as some sort of temporary manager for six months. Um, but um, we you shall see. You can't imagine it. You can't. It can't happen. <laughs> God. <laughs> But the thing is, I don't How think is it... even on that list is unbelievable. Eight to one. Yeah, and this is this is the thing, isn't it? Though I don't expect it to happen. But if it did happen, I wouldn't you be wouldn't surprised. Be surprised. No, no. Um, no. Uh, there we go. And um, so, thank you all for joining us. Sorry, it's so haphazard and, and as it is, there are going to be no theme tunes because I've got to rush straight back to work after this. So I'm just going to put it up raw. So apologies for the noises in the background. We're all in different places. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Um, and we no, shall it's been see. Like the world's fittest coat. <laughs> Thank you very much, um, uh, Henry. Goodbye, Jack. Goodbye. Thank you all for listening, see and we'll up. see you soon.